saved tonight. Don't ever forget it. Don't ever take it lightly. Knowing the joy of salvation. You know we um, know something that the angels don't know. We can enjoy something the angels do not know. And that's the redemption of Christ and us being saved. Knowing what it means to be saved by the blood of Christ. Think of that. I want to finish up my thoughts from this morning. Would you open your precious Bible tonight to the book of Genesis chapter 39? And we're going to finish up. The Lord was with Joseph. And um, we talked about how the Lord was with Joseph in his great hour of loneliness. We talked about the Lord was with Joseph in his great hour of uncertainty. But there's so much more in this passage. Now, I started reading this morning in verse 1 and read all the way through, but I want to start in verse number 7 of chapter 39 of Genesis. And it came to pass that after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. And she said, Lie with me. And he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master, what if not? What is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he hath to my hand. There is none greater in this house than I, neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee. Because thou art his wife, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And it came to pass, as she spake to Joseph day by day, that he hearkened not unto her, to lie by her, or to be with her, and it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business and there was none of the men of the house there within and she caught him by his garment saying lie with me and he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out and it came to pass when she saw that he had left the garment in her hand and was fled forth thus she called unto the men of her house and spake to them saying see how he hath brought in an Hebrew unto us to mock us. He came in unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. And it came to pass when he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried that he left his garment with me and fled and got him out. She laid up his garment by her until his Lord came home. And she spake unto him according to these words, saying, The Hebrew servant which thou hast brought unto us came in unto me to mock me came to pass as I lifted up my voice and cried that he left his garment with me and fled out. And it came to pass when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spake unto him, saying, After this manner did thy servant to me, that his wrath was kindled. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoner were bound. And he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph. And showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did, there he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand. Because the Lord 
was with him. And that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Heavenly Father, I pray you'll help us speak to our hearts. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. We're talking about the Lord is with him. The Lord emphasizes that all the way through this passage. You can look at the whole life of Joseph and say it's not just confined to this chapter. The Lord was with Joseph his whole life. We looked last week how God was even preparing Joseph when he was a baby, a child. The death of his family members. So God had a plan for Joseph's life. We know that the Lord was with him, but it's very evident. We realize the Lord was with him. And not only as we read this passage, the people that were living currently in Joseph's presence, they knew something was different about Joseph. From Potiphar to even the men in prison knew that the hand of God was on this man. Now, they didn't know what all had taken place in Joseph's life. They did not know that his brothers wanted to kill him. They did not know that his brothers uh, wanted uh, to kill him, but instead of killing him, they threw him in a pit. They did not know that the brothers sold him there. He came there as a slave. They didn't know all of that. They didn't know all the background. They don't know all the personal hurt that was in Joseph's life. They did not all know all the disappointment that was in Joseph's life. All they knew is there was a man standing in front of them, and they knew one thing. The Lord was with him. Well, that's a pretty powerful testimony. By the way, I do not believe that they would have been so easily recognized that the Lord was with him if not all of those things took place in Joseph's life. Because again, remember that God, God is trying not only to work and build up a nation of Israel, no doubt God was working in the personal life of Joseph and making him, the man that God wanted him to be, and it was a very painful process. So he was with him in his time of loneliness. He was with him in his time of uncertainty. I think this interesting. I think the Lord was with Joseph. Well, I don't think the Lord. I know the Lord was with Joseph in this hour of great temptation. Now, here's a young man. And I'm just going to go ahead and read between the lines here. Just reading what I'm reading about Potiphar's wife. This ain't the first time she's done this. And something else as I was studying this passage of scripture, I learned something else about Potiphar's wife. Did you notice how after she tried to seduce this young man, do you see how she tried to turn that over on her husband and say, this is because you brought this man in here to mock us. She didn't even want to take full responsibility of what she had committed or tried to commit. So I want to say to you tonight, the Lord was with Joseph in the hour of great temptation. Look, here's what God, here's what the devil wants to do, and this is what your flesh will do. The devil wants to bring together your weakness with evil temptation. At your weakest moment, he wants to bring the greatest temptation, your weakness. And by the way, I've learned this. A lot of people in the Bible, they got so strong in a certain thing, it became their weakness. If you would have asked me who would have gotten so angry and would have gotten so frustrated and would have disobeyed God and struck the rock instead of speak to the rock because God said that Moses was the meekest man in all the Bible. That was his greatest strength, but in the moment of weakness... That was his greatest downfall. So I want you to know tonight that we find 
that in this moment, by the way, Joseph was weak. Joseph was lonely. Joseph had just been sold. He had been rejected by his family. Now, human nature is, if you've been rejected by someone, human nature, human hurts, you want to be accepted by someone else. So this was a great danger in Joseph's life. A perfect storm, a perfect situation for a great temptation to come and for him to fall. But I want you to know, in his greatest hour of temptation, the Lord was with him. See, this is what the devil sought to do in the life of Joseph. But here's what I love. God was with Joseph in his greatest temptation. Now, we know here in verse 7 through 9, it says, And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, Lie with me. Now listen, Joseph said to Potiphar's wife in this passage, he said to her, Look, your husband has given me everything in this house. There's nothing here that my hand is not in. Just one thing, you. And yet the very one thing that the husband did not give him permission to have, the wife was given him permission to have. But yet, in his greatest hour of temptation, the Lord was with him. He continues in verse 9. He said, because thou art his wife, how then can I do this great wickedness? Now notice this. And sin against, notice who did he say he was going to sin against? That's important. Because wait a minute, wasn't he going to sin against Potiphar? Yes. He actually would sin against his own body, yes. Would he sin against the, even Potiphar's wife? Yes. He would sin against all three of them. But listen, get a hold of this. See, the Lord was with him in such a way that he realized greater than sinning against Potiphar, greater than sinning against his own body, greater than sinning against uh, uh, Potiphar's wife, he realized ultimately that he was sinning against God. I'm going to tell you something right now. If all of us can get a hold of that, we realize the Lord is with us. When you do commit sin and you do give in to temptation, you're sinning against the Lord. You're not recognizing that the Lord is with you. To Joseph, God was just as real down in Egypt as he was in Hebron. Can I ask y'all a question on how real is he to you? Is he just real to you in church services? Is he real to you while you're at work? I hear people say all the time, well, I just won't do that at church. Well, wait a minute. What makes this building so different than being out in public? Yeah. Well, I would if it wasn't for church. Well, wait a minute. There ought to be a greater motive than that. We're a Christian 24-7. Amen. How real is he to us? If the Lord's with us, how much do we recognize that in our daily thoughts, our daily actions? Look, he said, I cannot sin against God and do this wickedness. Look, if he would have yielded to this temptation, he would have sinned against his own body. He would have sinned against Potiphar. Yes, he would have sinned against Potiphar's wife, but he recognized the greatest motive. He said, I would sin against God. The Lord was with him. See, the Bible says, and I hear people misquote this verse all the time. They misrepresent it. You know, people always say, well, the Lord won't put more on you than you can handle. That's not what 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 says. I hear people say that all the time. Well, what's that verse the Bible says that God won't put more on you than you can handle? No, God does sometimes put a whole lot more on us than we can handle. 
Because if you could handle it, you wouldn't need him. But the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, there hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. Now, let me break that down a second. That means whatever sin someone has committed, you or possibly me could do it. That's what that verse means. You think of the vilest men and women that are in our prison system that has created and done horrible, heinous acts, and when we put our nose down at them and look at them and say, I would never do that, then you're telling God he's a liar. Because the Bible said there is no temptation taking you which is such as common to man. In other words, if a man has been taken in that particular temptation of sin, then it is very common for me to be able. There's no temptation that's been taken that I could not fall to as well. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able. Notice this. Here's why. God is faithful. But here's the key to this verse. But will with that temptation. Also make a way to escape. You don't ever have to say. Well I didn't have any choice. You've always got a choice. There's always an escape. By the way. You go to the greatest of historians of all of our greatest patriarchs of the faith. Many of the people that were burned at the stake. They had an opportunity to avoid that temptation. All they had to do was deny Christ. But you know what? They would not deny Christ. And the way of escape is they got to go to heaven. But they still did not yield to that temptation. Although it cost them their life. There's always a way of escape. No one holds a gun to somebody, and even if they did, y'all have heard the story of people would come busting through this door tonight and hold all of us at gunpoint and say, all right now, all of you that are real true Christians that want to worship God tonight, stand up. You know, and then just a few in the church stands up because they realize, well, they're getting ready to shoot the ones that really want to worship Christ because they hate, they hate God. And then, he's, then I've heard this joke before. I don't think it's a very good one, but I get the point. They say, okay, everybody else leave that wouldn't stand up to take a bullet for Christ. Now we're really going to worship God tonight. See, there's no temptation taking you such a common demand which you're able to escape. You always have a choice. There's always a way of escape. By the way, he was seduced by a very powerful woman. But yet, in this moment, he realized he had a way of escape. You know what he did? He just said no. And by the way, the Bible said she kept coming, kept coming, kept coming, kept coming, kept coming at him, kept getting after him. But he kept saying no. You know why? Because he realized the Lord was with him. You know why this is possible? It's not because of the faithfulness of Joseph. The way of escape is possible because of the faithfulness of God. Get a hold of that. See, the Bible verse says there's no temptation taking you such as common to man, but God is faithful. Not your faithful, not Joseph faithful. God is faithful. That's why we always can escape temptation. So in the hour of temptation, the Lord was with Joseph. Jace, Joseph gave this speech to Potiphar's wife, but it didn't satisfy her. 
She tried even more. And so we know what happened. She relentlessly went after him. And by the way, she concocted a plan. She got his garment. And we know what she did. She told two different groups of people what he had done. She had lied. And the Bible says in verse 11, And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business. And there was none of the men of the house within. Opportunity was at its worst for Joseph right here. I mean, you're talking about a perfect storm. He could have got away with this and nobody would have known. Yet you know what he said? The Lord's with me. Verse 12 says, And she caught him by the garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. Joseph lost his coat. Get a hold of this. He lost his coat, but he kept his character. That's a good quote for one of them requotes. He lost his coat. But he kept his character. Sometimes we're more worried about coats than we are character. We're more worried about what we can get than what we are our character. We're more worried about what people think than what losing our character. By the way, Potiphar's wife is a liar. Flat out, straight up liar. God was with Joseph in his hour of temptation. And listen, you may be in an awful mess tonight. You might be in the devil's web. You say, oh, pastor, you're preaching in church. None of us are. Oh, looky here. We're all capable. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't think you are, you're in the worst place here. Some things might be getting worse. You may be in the devil's web and it may seem as if you're caught and you cannot get out. You can get out. You can get out. There's a way of escape because he's faithful. God lives in you. If you're saved tonight, he lives in you. You have the Holy Spirit of God. He's speaking to you. The Holy Spirit is available to help you to overcome temptation and get victory if you choose, if that's what you want. Victory is very possible. You don't have to go down in defeat. The Lord does not forsake us in our weak hours. We forsake Him in our weak hours. God is with us in our great hour of temptation. Can I also say as I close tonight, the Lord was with Joseph in his hour of great disappointment. You ever been disappointed? You ever been disappointed with people? Don't answer that. Of course you have. You ain't living if you ain't gotten disappointed in somebody. I've been disappointed. I've been disappointed. I've been disappointed. I've been disappointed in a way I can't talk. I would do a tongue twister right there, but I better not. Pick the pepper. You might as well go ahead and laugh. You're going to have plenty of time to cry. I've been disappointed with people right here. I've been disappointed with people in the ministry. I really have. I've been disappointed. Hey, y'all don't tell nobody. I've been disappointed with preachers. 
I've been disappointed with church members. But I'll tell you all right now, there ain't nobody that I've been more disappointed in than myself. I've been disappointed with friends. But I've been disappointed with myself too many times to even talk about. But Joseph was faithful to God. We don't find anything in scripture that he deserved any of this. None of it. Now, we know he was a sinner, but do you know he's the only person in Scripture that there's not a sin, really, even a a sin recorded about him? He's a type of Christ, Joseph is. Did y'all know that? He's a type, he's a type of Christ, an Old Testament type of the Lord Jesus. Now, we know he's not Christ, but he's a type of Christ. He was yielded to the Lord. It looks like as you read his life, he just takes the punches. He just rolls with it. But here's what we don't know. We don't know everything he was thinking in that pit. But I'm going to promise you this. He was hurt. His heart was gutted. His heart was ripped out of his body. His own family had hurt him. He was hurt. He's human. So we know that he had human emotions. We know that he was disappointed beyond anything we could imagine. Yet the Bible said the Lord was with him. And what did he receive for being faithful and yielded to the Lord? What did he receive? For being faithful, even in this situation of his temptation. What did he receive? You would think the good guy win and the bad woman loses. But it seems like the bad woman won and he lost again. And see, if he'd have done wrong, he'd have never been in prison. So this is what you're telling me, Pastor? This is what he gets for doing wrong, right? What did he get? You would think he would get some kind of justice. No, I'm going to tell you what he got. And Joseph's master took him and put him into prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in prison. I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to tell y'all and read y'all between the lines. I'm going to promise you this. You talking about a disappointed man, Joseph was disappointed. How in the world have I done right this woman's lied about me, but yet I'm the one in prison and she's living scot-free. Y'all tell me. Y'all think he was disappointed? You know why? Because he's human, just like us. But I want you to notice carefully what God says in his word in verse 21. Now look at this carefully. Verse 21 through 23. Let's read it together. But the Lord <laughs> was with Joseph. And showed him mercy. And gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him. 
And that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. What did he get? Yeah, he got put in prison. Didn't seem fair, did it? But because he was in the prison and God was with him, look how he used him. Have you noticed something about Joseph? From the time that his brothers sold him, he was the least of his brethren as far as they were concerned, and he was the spoiled one, and he was the soft one. Remember the dreams that God gave him and said that his brethren and even his father was going to bow down to him, and they laughed him to scorn. They said, oh, behold, here come the dreamer, but see, here's what happened. God allowed those dreams, and Joseph might even have forgotten those dreams. But if you notice something about Joseph, he's went through all this trouble, but notice what's happened that he's went through all this trouble. Everywhere he went, he became a leader. Everywhere he went, God made him prosper, and everywhere he went, people started looking to him for leadership. I think there's something that correlates there. Joseph had to get tough. Joseph had to get tough. And you talk about some punches, he took them, buddy. You will not read another person's life in the Word of God that looks more unfair, more unjust, more hurtful, more painful, other than the Lord Jesus Christ's life, than Joseph. I don't even think David. Because I'm going to say this. What David got, David deserved. Joseph didn't deserve any of this. He was right in every situation. So let me help everybody here. Now I know what I'm talking about here. And y'all listen, this is, this is deep. This, this, this is what you came for. Sometimes we get to thinking, well, what good does it do me to do right anyway? Other people are getting by with it. Why do I always have to do right? Because when the Lord's with you, he will prosper you when you do right. See, the Lord was with Joseph in the pit. The Lord was with Joseph at Potiphar's house. And the Lord was with Joseph at prison. But there's a good story. There's a good ending to this story. The Lord was with him in the palace. I mean, you're talking about a story. I mean, that sounds like, a, that sounds like the days of our lives kind of stuff. And I'm not endorsing that, by the way. But you can't write this stuff. An old boy sold by his brethren, put in a pit. They were trying to kill him. They let him. They, they, they put him in. Uh, they sell him. He goes. He goes to Potiphar's house. He becomes a leader. He gets put in prison. He becomes a leader. And then he interprets dreams. And God puts him in, in the front of the face of the most powerful man in the known world. And then he becomes the leader only second to Pharaoh. And he's from the pit to the palace. Only God can do that stuff. So I don't know where you're at. You might say, well, Pastor, right now I'm in a pit. Well, get ready. If God's with you, you're going to get to the palace. 
Oh, it might not be the journey you want to take. It might not be the route you want to take. Or see, we want to take the route with no hurt. We want to take the route with no pain. We want to take the route where everything's hunky-dory. But God says, that's not how I work. See, the God is with us in the hour of great disappointment. Can you imagine how disappointed Joseph was when this woman lied about him and her husband believed her lies and casted him into prison? I'm going to tell you right now, he felt just like we would feel. But here's what I come to the conclusion of. I'm going to tell you this right now. We're going to get disappointed in people, but there's no disappointment in Jesus. When I'm happy in him, when I'm happy in him, God help me. When I'm happy in him, December is as pleasant as May. When I am happy in him, December is as pleasant as May. The Lord is with us tonight. I don't know where you are, but you better let that little principle, that little truth, those few words, the Lord was with Joseph. And if the Lord was with Joseph, listen to me, he's with you. No matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, don't miss that truth. You say, Pastor, we come here for that? Yep. Amen. Now what you do with it, that's up to you. But I hope and pray there's some people here tonight that will take that little truth and let it change you tomorrow. Let it help you tomorrow. Amen? Amen. Let's stand to our feet. We're going to give the invitation tonight. If there's anybody in this building that wants to come and join our church, I want y'all to know the doors are open. You just come up to the front when this piano starts and my wife will meet you here and... Uh, we're already honored that the morning stars have come this morning. And if there's anybody else here you want to come, you just start coming down the aisle and we can't wait to have you to become a member of our church. And they're going to start playing and y'all can play right now. But let me say this. If there's anyone in this building tonight and you know the Lord has spoken to you about anything, any way, shape, or form. If the Lord thought enough of you, loved you enough to speak to you about it, please let Him have His way in your life. With head bowed and eyes closed tonight, can I just ask this tonight? How many of you know that the Lord dealt with you something personally tonight? Dealt with you personally. Would you raise your hand? You know He's dealt with you personally. Then would you let God have His way? Would you? you let him have his way let him have his way I don't know maybe tonight you're lonely just remember this the Lord's with you I have a feeling there's got to be people disappointed here tonight could I just ask is there anybody here tonight disappointed just don't let that overtake you and just remember the Lord's with you. How many of you like me? You ever get disappointed with yourself? How many of you ever get disappointed with yourself? Now I'm going to find out right now whether you lie in church or you got a broke arm. How many of you ever been disappointed with yourself? Would you raise your hand? 
But see, we got to be careful there because the devil will use that to keep us down, see. We got to remember the Lord's with us even when we're disappointed in ourselves. Our worth is not because of us. Our worth is because of Jesus. So we're thankful how the Lord works. I say we're thankful how He works. I don't, I'm going to be just completely open and transparent with you tonight. I don't always like the way He works. I really don't. I don't understand it. I don't like it. I don't know why He allows. Now look, I know sin. God doesn't allow sin. I understand that. I know that. He doesn't temple sin. I know that. But you cannot take Joseph's life and not get anything other that God used every sin that he didn't even deserve. God used it and had a plan for Joseph. I don't understand it. I don't like it. But God has a plan. And I believe he's got a plan. And I know Brother Bill says he don't want me to call him Brother Reiner, but I just can't help it out of respect. I think God has a plan that he wants the Reiner family to join our church. So Reiners, I, if you would, you can stand. You don't have to stand. If you're more comfortable setting, that's fine. But we are so thankful that the Reiner family is coming. And Brother Bill and his precious wife and his precious daughter and uh, Miss Teresa, the wife, and Miss Ashley, the daughter, I'm honored that they want to come and be a member of our church. And I know they were members years and years ago and maybe still even on the books. I don't even know. I haven't checked. But it don't matter. They're here now. And we've already fallen in love with these folks. And Brother Bill is a worker. And I'm telling you right now, uh, he's been a great blessing and help to me. And I'm looking forward to getting to know Miss Ashley better, Miss Teresa. But I'm just telling you right now, I'm honored that they're here. And so all of you that are excited they want to join our church, become a part of our crazy family would you say man yeah. and how many agree you're crazy would you raise your hand yes we're crazy so now y'all are crazy but uh what a blessing today's been a great day i'm going to ask y'all if y'all wouldn't mind go to the back let folks shake your hand give you a hug whatever they want to do and uh it's been a while since we've had two families join our church in the same day but that's a good thing yeah. we had a brand new family uh visiting today and uh, miss robin did butch tell you about that your neighbors came and they were excited, and we got to meet them, and, and they had a precious little boy. And I thought that was an amazing thing. They had a little boy. They'd never been here. And it amazed me. They didn't, any two shakes about it, they brought their son and took him and put him in the nursery. That's very rare for first-time visitors. And so that encouraged my heart that they felt comfortable enough to do that. And hopefully they'll come back. So we're going to leave the clouds in charge of working on them and trying to get them back. And so, uh, but we're so thankful. We love the Reiners. We love all you. How many of you love your church family? Amen. Absolutely. And I want y'all to know I love you with all my heart. And I praise God for you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness and grace. And I pray now that you'll just take this thought and just work it in our hearts. And we'll thank you for what you do. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Make sure you give the writers the right hand of fellowship.